Hey, good afternoon, Patriots, and welcome to Bards FM here on Brighton TV. Lots going on in the world, a lot of confusing things all co coalescing to one big master plan of chaos. And we really need to be focused on our center point, which is always our faith in Christ, more than ever right now. We're watching a collapse of narratives, unlike anything we've ever seen. And narrative is the primary tool of control that they use to keep us locked into this matrix. And though it manifests itself in many physical forms, how we see and perceive the world is ultimately the grid of control that they've used on this whole population and really across the entire spectrum of humanity. There's many things right now that they're wanting you not to see. Obviously one and most obvious is the money system that is collapsing and wanting to keep you enslaved through a debt system. But under the, the underbelly of this is also child sex trafficking. And when you layer that on with the COVID con and a few other things, we're into a crisis for the leadership of the elite of the world that are now being exposed and they're in a panic. So our focus now, press in. Press in hard with truth and the love of Christ. We'll be right back after these messages. Join us on October 25th, a Wednesday at Brighton.tv for the Telethon event, which will be packed with interesting guests, hosts, shows, announcements, auctions, gifts and so much more so thank you for listening hope to see you there october 25th brighton.tv take care well here's a question for your elected representatives what strategic interests are served using our tax money to promote transsexual activities in foreign countries more than a billion dollars each year are doled out by the Department of State, the Department of Health and Human Services, and the U.S. Agency for International Development in the form of grants to support LGBTQ initiatives worldwide. Why were half a million of your tax dollars given as a grant to Serbia to empower the LGBTQ community there? Why were a million of your tax dollars given as a grant to Armenia to do the same thing? Over the past three years, more than $4 billion of our tax money has been funding LGBTQ initiatives in places like Nigeria, South Africa, and China, including in their schools. Again, a great question to ask your elected representatives. What is the strategic value of using our tax dollars for these purposes? Everybody join me, Ann Vandersteel, right now on Brighton on TV for Uncensored Truth, hard-hitting headline news. You're not going to want to miss it every weeknight on Brighton on TV, 8 p.m. Eastern. We have to unify, put our petty differences aside, who's more powerful, who has the information, and let's work together in lockstep. You, the people, your stories are fascinating. They're real, they're organic, and they're the truth. Right now with Ann Vandersteel. And we're back here on Brighton on TV with Bards FM podcast. Before we get going, Patriots, just want to touch on the reality of our world, which is easy to define because it's run by psychopathic pedophile elites that will literally do anything to protect their evil and their criminality. And that includes using things like EMPs to wipe out our grid and to make us subservient even more to a higher degree than we already are. Technique, the thing about technology is they've created it and they've also created the tools to destroy it. And EMP is one of those major things that they have at their disposal to try to wipe out the technologies that we depend on, whether it's your vehicle, your RV, your generators, your solar systems, or your computers, or even your household electronics. So EMP Shield was designed to protect that in case such of an event like that, including lightning strikes and solar flares. So if you head on over to empshield.com, EMPShield.com and you use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, you're going to get $50 off and free shipping. It's a fantastic product. It's one that I own on and have for my vehicles in the home and I'll continue to add elements to it as I need, but they're, they are designed for applications and specific applications in our lives, whether it's your ATV, your RV, your home, your vehicles, your, your setup generators, your solar systems, your ham radio base stations, et cetera. All of these things have a protective device that you can purchase for them. They are an incredible insurance 
The site offers an amazing resource of understanding how they were certified. This is American made by a veterans owned company and attested at the highest standards um, for, for EMP testing, which include labs of, for DOD and uh, DHS. And obviously it's a US made through and through product that you, will not fail you. So head on over to empshield.com, use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, that's $50 off and free shipping. You'll also find an amazing resource library there to go through and understand how to install it. These are very easy to install. Um, it won't take you very long to do it. They, they install quickly and just and the resources are there. So again, empshield.com, empshield.com. And when you're there, and then all you have to do is use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, for $50 off and free shipping. And there you go. Well, I guess, you know, the biggest news and most obvious news is this clown show that is going on in the Middle East. And um, it is a clown show, and I probably don't have the popular opinion because everybody wants to take sides, and I'm not taking any side at all on this. You have a government of Israel that is in itself just a uh, Babylonian-centered government that has actually been quietly waging war against Jesus-speaking Christians and Muslim mosques. And then you have... Hamas, which was created by the CIA to fight Israel, to create a perpetual war. And that's its roots and its origins. So what we basically have is two godless souls fighting each other, and they're wanting you and I to take a side to promote the deployment of soldiers and equipment into the Middle East to try to spark a forever war, which is ultimately designed to be a blood sacrifice of innocence and the blood of us of God's children so that they can consecrate their new their rollout of their new world, one world order system. And, and that's, whether you're comfortable with that or not, that's really the objective here. It's hard to imagine for many people that have followed the revelationist theory that this is actually part of a plan, and it is. And that plan is to ultimately to use revelation as a model to try to roll out this end of times theory and they have the resources and they have the control of governments to make it happen. So I'm gonna start out with this because I think it's important because a lot of people are getting cited on an issue that there are no sides in the kingdom on. This is evil facing evil, trying to suck everybody else in. And while you know people tell me, I, I hear this all the time, we have to pray for Israel. Well, I'll pray for the, for the Israeli people and I will pray for Jerusalem as we're called to do, but I will not pray for the Israeli government at all. And I will not pray for Hamas other than this. I will pray that they accept Jesus in their heart and start to see Jesus as a Messiah, because that's at the core of all of this. The problem we have right now is we have these governments all over the world that are, they're mockeries. They're basically rooted in a Kazarian type mafia system. Their bloodlines go into the Illuminati or they go into the Ashkenazi Jew, which has nothing to do with, with the, the Hebrews and the origins of what the Bible is. And they've sold this narrative across the world that there's like a two-step Christian faith, that there is a superior Christian group, which is supposed to be the Jews, and there's a lesser Christians that are those that accept Christ. And that's just not something I walk with or believe in, and I reject 100%. You can take whatever position you want, but understand where I, I stand here very clearly. It's a scam that's designed to pull you in, to align you in a fake narrative of idol worship, which is ultimately worshiping Israel when you should be worshiping God and you should be worshiping Jesus. And when you look at the footage that has come out of late of and before this attack even started of people speaking Jesus and being attacked by Israelis on the ground who were walking with the Talmud in their heart, in their heart, I think you need to take a stance and ask why, because that's not the walk of Jesus, that's the walk of the Pharisees. So we do have a major problem here and it's designed to be a problem to create a massive and massive long-term conflict to create a forever war and a perpetual conflict of hate. And this is why when you look at this, you literally, this is the classic model of a Roboros of two ends to the middle, which is obviously one side, the government of Israel, being very clear about that, and the other side, Hamas, which seem to be opposing, but which are in fact are literally fighting each other for the same purpose of ultimately creating a perpetual war, at least by the t sense of the puppet masters behind them. And then you have the layers of the banksters. The banksters and the criminal elite are out here fanning this war on so that they can fund both sides and create more perpetual debt and, and loan payments 
so that there is a perpetuation of the, this failed economic system, which is little more than Babylonian debt slavery. We have to be start getting beyond the narratives which they're forcing us, they're forcing down our throats. And we have to get to a place where we are understanding that we are part of the system that they are trying to destroy. They are part of the world that they want to destroy, not the system. Their system is designed to destroy us. And it goes to the very root of who we are. We are children of the Most High. That's simple. And we are blessed. We are gifted. We have incredible authorities on this earth. We are supposed to be walking as kings and queens of this earth, not slaves. And they know this. And these elite know this very well. So the way that they attack us goes through layers like this. First, you have to make us traumatized. You have to get us thinking that we are lesser than we are. You have to put a system of debt and guilt upon everybody so that we are burdened with guilt and debt and that we are always feeling that they are greater than us, and in doing so, that they are greater than God. They have to abuse people and create spiritual and physical wounds that cannot be undone easily. And they need to get in between us and our love in God. And that's why they wage this war on children so aggressively. And as they do, they're trying to divide at this early age, they're trying to traumatize kids and separate them from the love of God. And they're doing a good job, to be honest with you. And parents and the people in general are doing a pretty poor job to step in and say enough is enough. And that's where we are. And it's a difficult time in, in where we are that where we have to start standing up and putting our line down and declaring where whom we serve. And that's ultimately where this war leads. It's not about what side, it's about whom you serve. Are you serving the Babylonian system and playing their games, their nut job games of taking sides in an ever, ever in a forever war? Or are you stepping back and saying, no, I serve the kingdom. I serve our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And there's only one walk then. Because then we walk in that place of not being of this world, but we are stewards, kings, and queens of this world. And so our position is not taking a side in a political war, but resolving the conflict of war in, as a whole. And that centers itself in the love of Christ in each other's hearts. This is the weaponization of faith. This is the militization of faith. This is when the warrior heart of Christ stands up, and this is the time. And unfortunately, we have so many churches that are broken, and they're teaching a defeated theology, where we're always trying to get to victory, when in fact we were given victory. Victory was given to us on the cross, and that's there's no dispute about that. The only issue is how are we going to bring it into the world? And we have given those authorities to do just that. And so when people are saying, well, I'm going to wait for Jesus, you're sitting and waiting for what? You're waiting for what? This is the time to fight. This is the time to get involved. And by fighting, that's a spiritual fight, first and foremost. It's getting into the heavenly realms. It's waging war with the tools of the spirit, not the tools of the flesh. That means prayer warfare. That means edges of protection. That means literally using and breaking strongholds through all the tools that we are given. We literally have been given that right. And the tools of those warfare are founded in some basic principles, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, healing the sick and the broken, casting out demons, raising the dead, and then seeking to do greater works than he. And the more that we read scripture, the more that we study, the more that we become empowered with these tools and authorities to walk in this place. But to get there, we also have to be very repentant in our heart, to stand before God, to be transparent with him, even in your darkest of secrets, to reveal them to him, give testimony to them, and release them. And that means walking, what I say often now, is walking in the yes, saying yes to God, and not yes to what you want. Yes to God. Because God's guiding this if we listen, and he's guiding it in a mighty way to defeat an enemy that is quite literally in panic, but we're not seeing it. We're not seeing it because people are getting wrapped around the wrong things. They're wasting time listening to the debate in the house. That debate is gonna continue. And now you've got Jim Jordan saying he's going to talk to the other 20 Republicans and possibly step in. We have this constant ending, never-ending cycle of chaos, which is all designed to distract you. You have election fraud issues that are still percolating up as Trump's team goes under, is being sieged by the, the legislative law system, putting them in jail, which has nothing to do with moral law, by the way. And we will probably see some pretty dark ends of that. We might even see Trump go to jail which as hard as this may be for people to hear, I'm going to be honest, it would probably be one of the best things for America because, not because I want that man in jail, but because finally people would pull their head out and realize that it's not going to fix itself unless we take action on the local level. 
And that means taking every county back. That means taking every school board back. That takes means taking back every county commission. That means taking back every every city uh, council and every every mayoral seat. And that that's essential. And when we start doing that in mass, and we start going hard at that, and taking and winning back those seats and those controls, we're taking back our counties, and we're doing so in such a way that we are honoring God and placing ourselves back at the foot of Him. And, and putting government under us, subordinate to our needs. That's as this country was designed. But right now, these narratives are falling apart. And they're falling apart and they're in panic. You have the COVID con issue, which is percolating up everywhere. People demanding rights, demanding clarity, demanding disclosure. You're, we're hearing the testimonies of how, which we knew already if you didn't take the shot, but we're hearing the testimonies of how these, how the CDC used and made up data simply to enforce certain policies. All of these things were done and engineered and designed to take a pandemic and literally turn it into a death system to where the people were getting injected and for a variety of reasons, one, to distribute wide spectrum technologies and to be able to control the body, but also to eliminate certain population centers, such as elderly and such as creating a perpetual sickness in children, which is all back to the money because it creates a forever issue of them having to go to hospitals and get treatment. And then we have just the darkness of all of this of trying to kill off a certain segment of the population because they're not going to work well in the new Luciferian obedience model. And that's simple truths. So when you look at Capitol Hill and you ask yourself like, well, who am I going to vote for? Who can I trust? The answer is you can't trust anyone right now, not in the political space. And so people then will say, well, then what do we do? And it's like, forget about Capitol Hill. For now, forget about it that time will come when we can focus on it. Right now, we need to root out and clean out your county and your city. That means we have to get down dirty by getting sheriffs in that make a difference, by getting county commissions in that make a difference, by ousting the city councils and get people in that make a difference and getting mayors in that make a difference. And we start to get this in. And when I say make a difference, I mean somebody who's walking with Christ in their heart, somebody who's biblically and constitutionally and, and Declaration of Independence-wise savvy, educated and is willing to follow that path. And if we don't have that, then we're just going to be playing the same game and chase our tail around the around the bush until finally we fall over exhausted and wondering what happened. So this is a critical time for us as we the people, because this isn't a country built on a president. This is a country built on we the people and we the people are the ones that have the power. So we have to stay true to that, stay true to everything that is and start pursuing that through the powers and authorities we were given. And we were given immense powers and authorities, far greater than you realize. That means you have to take time to study common law. And just to highlight, Jared Jackson is one of the best out there on teaching common law. His sites are out there. Uh, you can find his links and create, you'll find his links in our upcoming new website, which will launch one November. And then with that, you'll be able to find his stuff easily and follow the common law courses, which are really essential for you to do. We have to get smart. We have to be able to play this game, not in the realms of, the violence of, of war, but in the realms of the war that's waged in the spiritual realms and the kingdoms and principalities beyond our control. And they are in our control when we reach into them, but right now when we walk in the flesh, we can relinquish that control to something else. So warfare really is about waging war in a spiritual realm first. That means breaking strongholds, time, cutting bonds, cutting ties, re rebuking and rejecting demonic forces. And it sounds a little wild to some because they'll be like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the truth of the war. It's a spiritual war. And it's what I call seventh generation warfare because we already have six and sixth generation warfare deals with crazy things like making things invisible in time and space. That's just whole concepts you can't even imagine. And they say basically if there's any technology you see that you don't understand, it's a fine line between the technology and what is considered magic. And that's a lot of what we're witnessing now is we're seeing such high levels of technology that we don't totally understand that it's very easy to confuse that as something other or greater than it really is. At the end of the day, it's data. At the end of the day, it's an AI system. At the end of the day, it's systems that are working in concert to try to fool us and outmaneuver us. But you can't outmaneuver and fool God. It's that simple. So as we try to recoil with this and try to come up with plans of the flesh, the plan of the kingdom has always been there. Pray into things, be strong and mighty in prayer. Ask of God what you need, including the tools to fight this war. 
whatever that looks like and wherever God wants to place you on the battlefield. Trust in him. Don't try to override him and be focused and clear on all we do. This war will continue for a long time and it's only going to ramp up. And at the core of this are some pretty critical things that have to be considered. One of those is child sex trafficking. It's the underbelly of this entire global system. It's what they trade in. It's their commodities. They believe and trade in children. And that may be hard to believe, but that's literally where it's at. And this is their, this is the elite's whole plan in the end of the day is to traumatize so many children through their pleasures and sexual distortions that what they're looking for right now is to create a world that's traumatized that will never be able to take the leadership and roles to turn things back. That should disturb you because the trauma in children is off chain. I just spent a week last week at the deliverance conference at Yuba City at the Church of Glad Tidings. The testimonies of trauma that we get every single class, every single day, would blow your mind. And they're not things that you even think. It's people that look perfectly normal that were traumatized by a Masonic cult, one of the chapters, simply to bring in the powers and bless the powers of their temple. That's things like raping a child of one or two. It's things like putting a child underground, putting an oxygen tube in their mouth, taping it to their mouth, and then covering them with dirt and burying them alive, and then adding water to the dirt so the weight crushed down on the lungs. This isn't just imaginary. This is actually things that they do. And it gets far worse than that. But these are Masonic lodges. These are Illuminati cells and cults. These are all within the cult world that has prospered brilliantly across time and space, across this entire globe. And we're, we just walk around and act like nothing's going to be done or, the, or the, even that we acknowledge it. Because if you go to most people in the streets and you say, do you believe that, it, that there's a Luciferian elite that's running this world? They're going to be like, most people are going to be like, dude, I don't, come on, like, let's get out of here. If you talk to them about chemtrails as they're being sprayed in the sky, they're going to be like, that's water vapor, even though it lingers for like most of the day. People live in cognitive dissonance. And that's one of the things that keeps them safe, keeps them warm and fuzzy at night. And the process of what we're doing here is to break that cognitive dissonance as much as possible out there and ensure, and most assuredly within us. We have to face the truth. We have to be able to speak the truth. And the truth gives us power and the truth sets us free, but we have to be able to speak the truth. And if you can't speak the truth, then you're going to continue to live in this lie. This enemy is vicious. This enemy has no boundaries, has no rules, doesn't care what, when you sleep. It's going to try to knock you out. If it has an opportunity or a bite to do it, it's going to try to knock you out. And that's why you have to remain strong in the Lord, strong in your faith, strong in the word. Because that is what your armor is. That's what your armor is activated by. That's what your armor pretends to be, is something invincible, which it kind of is as long as we walk through things with God. But we are in a critical point right now in our lives where we have to literally make choices and it ultimately comes down to whom we serve. This war is not going to go easy and we're continuing down a path of chaos. We're going to see a lot more chaos. And one of the greatest evils that is on the underbelly of the United States now are the cartels, MS-13, the gangs that are all linking together literally as we speak to start raising a greater mob to traffic children. And they are ruthless and they are well armed. Am I saying that to you for you to freak out? I hope not, because this is an act of war. And I hope that you realize the responsibility that we all have is first and foremost to take advantage, to protect our families. And that means you need to be armed. You need to be practicing. You need to keep your skills up. That's just a simple reality. And then we have to go to the next level that we're going to have to possibly step into the communities and work together to oust these fools, to get them out of our communities, stand up and truly be what God intends us to be, the mighty men of God. And part of those tools of war have nothing to do with the flesh. This warfare will strike first and foremost in the areas of the spirit, in the heavenly realms. And we do that by waging war with prayer, breaking down fortresses, using the tools of warfare that God gives us. Again, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Heal the sick and the broken, cast out demons, raise the dead, and do greater works. And all of that combines to being a powerful quiver and toolkit of war weapons that we can use against the enemy and use them relentlessly and use them ruthlessly. Because the enemy now is controlling a lot of people. We say they're still in the matrix. It's because the enemy has a control over them. So the world that we're walking into is one of 
great curiosity to me. Are we going to maintain states? Are we going to be able to just, are we going to break our country down into counties? What are we going to do? At the end of the day is it doesn't really matter because we the people have to make a decision that we even want to keep this country. We the people have to start putting our foot down and say, this will not happen anymore on my watch. And when we do that, regardless, God will guide the rest, but we have to be willing to step on the line and sacrifice everything. You, when you say, send me, it's not conditional. It's real. When you say, send me, you mean something to God because he will send you. And the farther we go down this fight, the more likely you're going to travel. So more on that after this next message. The world we once knew is collapsing. We're being warned to expect rolling blackouts and our political leaders are deliberately shutting down pipelines, fuel refineries, nuclear power plants, and energy exploration. The currency is collapsing while financial assets are plummeting in value and the global food supply is being deliberately decimated to survive this war being waged on humanity. You need more than just regular prepping. You need resilient prepping. And that's the title of my new free audiobook, Resilient Prepping. You can download the entire audiobook and a printable PDF transcript for free right now at resilientprepping.com. Resilient Prepping teaches practical strategies for prepping in three layers, high-tech, low-tech, and no-tech. Resilient Prepping is your ultimate guide to surviving the total collapse of the world as we know it, because that's exactly what globalists are trying to achieve. Download this entire audiobook for free right now at resilientprepping.com. Israel doesn't have a Second Amendment. They've got strict gun laws. No one can own or carry there without showing a reason to do so. Well, recent attacks from Hamas found many Israelis defenseless and then dead. In fact, in the five armed conflicts with Hamas over the last 15 years, this month's fighting was by far the deadliest for Israel. As a result, not only is Israel relaxing its laws, they're also purchasing and handing out thousands of rifles to civilians. By the way, when one sees an enemy using paragliders to attack, that should put an immediate end to the question, why do you need more than 10 bullets? In one video showing revelers at a dance rave, paragliders can be seen on the horizon coming in for their attack. The revelers were unarmed. Moments later, hundreds of them were slaughtered. America's Second Amendment was never about hunting. With Israel now relaxing their gun laws, looks like they've realized what our founders knew. Free people need to be able to defend themselves. Mike Adams here with a, an operator, a, a deployment leader on the Texas Southern border who's been using these satellite-based bivy sticks for very effective communications. And he's here just give us a few words about how these bivy sticks are operating, how it's helping he and his team members. And remember, these are available through the satellite phone store, sat123.com. It's satellite-based text messaging works when no cell towers work or aren't reachable. We use these to communicate uh, GPS cords to when we are seeing uh, drug runners or, or people carrying stuff. Uh, we've had, you know, bust up to 13,600 pounds worth of marijuana and fentanyl that, that we have been on operations with in conjunction with uh, federal agents and uh, supporting them in their operations. So they are pro-America and uh, pro-humanitarian in uh, helping to keep our country and our community is safe. Everybody, God bless America. Take care. Hey, Patriots, we're back here with, with Barnes FM here on Bright on TV. By the way, next Wednesday, there's a telethon here so check it out i think everybody's going to be doing like full hour blocks so that's good and then um also we want to talk to you about my favorite pillow it's my pillow mike lindell has been a stalwart patriot and has built a company that literally has been a patriot company and it if ever there's a company to support, it's Mike's company, MyPillow. This is a company that not only offers amazing products, but you know that every part of what you put in here in one way or another goes to fighting for liberty. And the thing I respect so much about Mike is that he's one of the few people that still 
fights for the return of getting the election right in 2020. I don't really know what's happened to politicians, including Trump. They seem to want to walk away from 2020. But 2020 is at the core of everything. And unless we reset 2020, we don't have an election. So all of that to say, Mike's and my pillow is a place to support that action by not having to donate money, but by actually literally being able to buy their products and buy them at a great discount. They've got the MyPillow 2.0, which is an outstanding product. I've, I use it now regularly. I travel with it. It is an incredible pillow. And that's amazing to say, but it is truly makes a difference. It uses a heat regulating thread. It's fantastic. So if you use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, tremendous savings on those pillows. And it's worth checking it and getting it out, getting one. They have all sorts of other sales going on from their bed sheets to uh, their towel sets. Everything is there and it's everything you need for your bed and your bathroom. So your bedroom and your bathroom. So check it out. It is a great, great uh, savings and great products at mypillow.com forward slash bards. That's our own private special Bards Nation page. It's wonderful. Use your promo code bards, B-A-R-D-S, and take advantage of all that's there. You won't be disappointed. It's a great product selection and a good way to support the fight for liberty. Narratives. They control us with narratives. And they control us with the narratives ultimately to invert the world. Probably one of the greatest jokes that they've ever played on us is that we are physical first and spiritual second, and they know otherwise. We are spiritual beings first and, and, and physical second. And so the wounds that they, they inflict on us ultimately become wounds that separate us from that relationship in God. And there's a lot of wounds. I spent a week last week in the deliverance conference in Yuba City. And when you deal with the sort of trauma that people are carrying around, you start to realize that this is such a deep and systemic corruption in our elite that it's stunning. Masonic curses, Masonic torture and abuse. Uh, you have the satanic ritual abuse that goes on. It's pervasive everywhere. And then you just have the regular creepy pedophile pleasure that just, just takes advantage of just raping and abusing children. Children being trafficked, children being put into the CPS system to be perpetually trafficked and abused by foster parents. The system is designed to abuse and destroy children. And at the core of everything, they don't want you to know that. They want you to steer away from that. The movie, you know, with Jim Caviezel's movie, Sound of Freedom, while it may not be an 100% accurate portrayal of everything, it does an amazing job of waking people up to that there's a much deeper issue here at play. But it's not coming, the main problem with this issue with children is not coming from the South, it's coming from within our own country walls. We have 83 to 86,000 children, and probably more now, that are unaccounted for, unaccompanied minors that are gone missing in this country. Where have they gone? They've been absorbed within a pornography business, within a sexual abuse, abuse system, within a trafficking industry where children are being sold and bought, traded on a global level to be raped, to be tortured, even to be abused and killed. Organs cut out. And the thing is, if you think that any of this is peaceful, you're wrong. As more and more reports come out and you start to understand the level of horrific abuse, which includes this sort of trafficking that's happening in our churches. It's happening in our legal institutions. It's happening in our cor corporate boardrooms. It's happening within the bowels of our government, and it's being backed by three-letter agencies. You just ask yourself a simple question. How is it that they can tell us exactly how many people took a COVID shot and how many people didn't, and yet they can't tell you how many children are trafficked because they don't keep a centralized database? When you challenge them and you say there's about 750 plus thousand children going to go missing every year, the media comes on a storm and says that's not true. That's not true at all. Those are just those are just people that are reported missing, but most of those children are returned. Prove it. Because I've done the research. And the fact is those numbers are real. And those numbers are very real and the number of children that are trafficked and abused and turned into a system. Start doing the traps on that and run the numbers down on that and see what you get in 10 years. That's 7 million children every 10 years. And that's just in the, in the ones that we know of, not counting what comes across the border, what comes when you have women being held in clinics to have babies to be purchased and sold. All of this for an elite class that sees themselves as gods, that looks as gods, look at God's children as their pleasure toys and their sacrificial toys 
all to keep an inverted power structure here so that they remain in charge and we are weakened and, and supposedly subordinate to them. We have to go to the root of this evil and take an ax to it. And I mean an ax in a big way. Cut down that tree and tear it down from the root out. And that is all the elites that are involved here. And this is what they don't want you to see. They don't want you to see the magnitude of this corruption and the horrors of what they're actually about. So what happens when a narrative starts to shift? You start a war in the Middle East. What happens when a war starts, a narrative starts to shift? You start a war in the Ukraine. What happens when a narrative starts to shift? You collapse an economy so people don't have food and they start to starve to death. What happens when a narrative starts to shift? You force people into another form of, of energy, forcing them into renewables, convincing them it's a good idea while squeezing them out so they can hardly move and look and limit their mobility. You think any of this is by accident? What, ha what happens when you get close to that narrative and you start to discover the pervasiveness of the pedophilia? You legalize it. You bring it into the schools. You make it part of your teaching. You start teaching kids about the perversion that you're afraid that they'll expose so that you can hide within plain sight. This is the world that we're now in. And a world that we need to start getting serious about how we're going to deal with this. So we have some basic truths across the globe that have been percolating up and exposing the elites for what they are. Epstein Island was one, Balenciaga was another, all these pieces opening our eyes to the horrors and, and many others of what was going on in the world of child sex trafficking, the magnitude of it and who was involved. And they've panicked and they've done everything they can to divert from that. Why aren't the Epstein logs released? Because we know, we know that the people that are on it don't want their name out in the public view. And unfortunately, we don't press hard. We keep looking for someone else to do it for us. President Trump, will you do it for us when we get in office? Robert Kennedy Jr., will you do it for us when we get in office? These people work for us. We don't work for them. And this time that we're in, we have to pivot this relationship and understand that, let me say it again, we are the children of the Most High. The only authority we receive is from God. But here's the problem. We have moved so far away from God, we forgot what it's like to hear his voice. And so in the lieu of that, we turn to the places that we can hear easily, the ones that drowned out his voice, because it's things like social media, it's things like news channels, it's things like politicians who speak into us and tell us what we're supposed to think. And we sit obediently by and we say, yes, yes, or sometimes we say, no, no, but we're not listening to God. The heart of us is the heart of the Father. And when we pursue that heart of the Father, we get closer to him. We hear him and we understand discernment and we understand how to wage this war with the mighty sword of the Spirit. Problem is churches don't teach that. Churches aren't teaching you about miracle healing. Churches aren't teaching you about casting out demons. Churches aren't teaching you about raising the dead. In fact, they're telling you that that is non-doctrinal, non non-scriptural, which is complete nonsense. And if you doubt me, read, read Isaiah 61. If you doubt that, look at Ezekiel 60, 30, Ezekiel 34, I believe, where it's the judgment of the shepherds and understand what they're being judged on. The spiritual shepherds are being judged on their inability to provide healing in the churches. That's not a pharmaceutical company and that's not a medicine. That's healing through God's hands through prayer. We have lost our way in our faith and in so doing, we have lost our relationship to our root and we have to get to the root and the root is deep and it takes us back to the garden and it takes us back to the separation of Eve and Adam. And it takes us back to that very basis that we have, as we raised a whole generation of men that didn't have the balance of the feminine and the, and the masculine. Instead, we waged war as women were blamed for all the fall. This is one of the greatest trickeries ever. And yet Satan is under our feet. He's the father of lies. And all we have to do is declare our authorities over him to win this war and step into the authorities given to us as kings and princes of this world. But do we believe it? And that's the bigger question. But we're supposed to believe it. We're supposed to take these authorities. We're supposed to take in and achieve dominion. But people step back and they go, no, 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 no. We are a defeated faith. We are a defeated faith. And we're waiting for Christ to resurrect us and save us. Christ gave us victory on the cross. Victory that gave us dominance over all the sins that we do and control over all evil. He gave us the authorities. 
spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead, and do greater works. And you say things, things to most people and they look at you with cross-eyed they're like, I don't know what type of religion you're in. That's called, what it is, it's called walking with Jesus, in case we're confused here. But you're not going to find it in the dead stone walls, the skinny jean pulpit in the marshmallow pew. You're not going to find it there. You're going to find it in the world where God lives and where God lives in the hearts of the apostles and the saints. And this is the hour now that we need to lean in. And this is the hour now to get grab hold of your Bible and say, Father, lead me. This is the time now that we put ourselves on our knees and you say, Father, heal me. Provide me with the healing to release myself from the bondage and the burdens of this world so that I can be closer to you. That's called deliverance. These narratives are falling apart. This elite is in panic. They're doing things to throw you left and right faster every day. It's like putting somebody in a dishwasher cycle or, or a or laundry, laundry spin cycle. Because one day one narrative goes one way and one day a narrative goes another. We've never seen anything like this. It's not because they're trying to move faster in the sense of victory. They're trying to move faster to keep you and I from seeing the truth because we're close and we're right on top of the target. Why do you think it is that the FBI has put the parents on a domestic terrorist list that are going after school board members to replace them with Christian parents? That's near the root. The root of this problem is the children. They want the children because if they can corrupt the children and separate them from God, they can raise up an entire population that doesn't know him. So understand what sits before us and the responsibility that we sit at in this age. We are the mighty men of God. And it is in this hour we have to stand up. It is in this hour that we have to lean in. It's in this hour that we have to wield that sword of the spirit to make sure that our children and the society's children start to understand the mightiness of what it is to walk with Jesus, to walk as warriors of Christ, to have the authorities over evil and take dominion of this world. Because everything they're doing is to try to destroy children, damage them and separate them from the father so deeply and so deeply scarred that unless somebody intervenes with the power of healing at a miracle level, they will not return to the Father. This evil knows what it's doing. And unfortunately, parent after parent that continues to slide their children into public schools and rides along with this wave and just says, well, I'm sorry, I've got to get my kids into school. You've missed the entire point. There's a story the other day of someone who said that they put their children in public school because they're going to commit themselves to ministry. You sit there and we hear a story like that, and it's like you just missed the entire message of the gospel. Your greatest ministry are the children. Because no one enters the kingdom without the heart of the little one, without the heart of a child. And so you cast out your children into the enslavement camps and indoctrination camps of Satan so that you can go preach the gospel. There is no greater mission work. There is no greater ministry work in homeschooling children. And if you have them, if a community comes together, that's where the heart of the father rests. So as we look across the globe and we see all of these narratives starting to fall apart, don't get wrapped up in the narrative. Step back and realize we're on a victory path. We're fighting from victory, not going to victory. And all we're doing is bringing greater victory of the kingdom into this earth. But their target is clear. They want the elderly cut off and terminated because they carry wisdom what I call the wisdom class. And they want the children corrupted so that this generation raises up so that it never has a chance of even knowing what the word of God is or let alone Jesus. It's why they're going after the Bible and using artificial intelligence to rewrite it. It's why they are going after the children to get them convoluted with these things like race, race theory and critical race theory and queer economics and queer theory, whatever else they call it. Because they want the children to be guilty guilt, which the church peddles so well, because it's how they fill their offering plate, because you're told over and over that you are unworthy, unworthy so that you'll throw your dimes and your pennies and all your, your dollars into the plate to keep the church walls and the institution running that has lost long ago the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit lives here in our hearts. The church lives here in our hearts. And as we walk deeply with Christ, we become the voice of God in the world. And our children need to hear it. Our children need to hear it mightily and boldly because they are being sieged 
they are being attacked on a daily basis. And it's not just the little ones, it's all the way up to high school. And you see it and you hear it and they give testimony to it. I've spoken to them. And what is the one thing they loved? They are always stunned when they hear. When I step in front of them, I say, you are the future. I believe in you. I'm gonna give you tools to fight. And what do they say? Thank you for believing in me. Because everyone else tells them they're a failure. Everyone else tells them they're no good. And all of that is a perpetual cycle of narrative warfare that's breaking them down so that they can't stand up in this mighty hour and challenge this enemy that's on the run. Because the enemy is going for broke right now. From a global perspective, it doesn't have a lot left. Sure, it can print money endlessly. Sure, it's got armies, but those armies are starting to fall about their allegiance. Sure, they've got weapons of war, but they're draining those out little by little. Ukraine's been a brilliant way of draining down resources. Thank God. Amen. And now they're trying to suck us into a war with Israel, which fortunately that narrative is increasing. I'm not taking the side of Hamas. I'm not taking the side of Israel. I told you that. But what they're most afraid of is this awakening that could spread down into the children. Because if it gets to the root, which are God's precious ones that are arriving in this world, and they're arriving in this world alert and awake and connected with him, they have a heart for the Father. And our job right now is to protect them to steward them, to give them the tools that they need to step into this world and be mighty warriors under the banner of Christ. What does that look like? Number one, prayer. But first before that, accepting Christ in their heart to get their armor up and learning how to pray and how to repent so they can keep their armor strong. Then teaching them how to pray and not pray because they want to dance around a topic, but pray with authority given to us by Jesus. Pray with the decisiveness. When you pray for healing, declare healing. When you pray for a stronghold to be broken, pray for that stronghold and declare it to be broken because that's the authorities that we have on this earth. And it's a mighty weapon that we wield. And children can start with that weapon and they can move forward. And as they get through this place of getting through their own trauma, because sadly, and I've just done too many talks now with the youth to realize that these traumas, they're extensive. They're across an entire youth. You have alcoholic parents that are raping their kids or abusing them or molesting them. You have drug addicted parents that are walking around the streets selling their kids for sex. I wish these were minor stories. I wish they were not even, even around, but this is the reality of where we live. We have delinquent parents that want to spend more time with their social groups and they want to do parenting. Why they have children, I'm not really sure. And everyone's missing the point of the gift that God is giving because when God gives you children, it is the creation gift that he's giving you. The consequence of creation is what he's giving you. And we look at, and so many parents, and I shouldn't say we, because I don't, but as a culture, so many parents look at children as like, oh man, I've got children. I need to go have time with my girlfriends. I need to go have time with the guys to hang out and drink beer. That is not your duty and your mission or anything else. That's something broken in you that can't face the fact that you were given the greatest gift ever by our Father. So wherever you are as a parent and whoever you know as a parent, we need to encourage them, we need to pray into them, we need to love for them, and we need to help them heal because their role is mighty. We need to heal the family. We need to get to the root. We need to protect these children because this evil's after them. And that incenses me in a righteous way. Because when I see that, it is literally the fire of Jesus that burns within me and says, you will not do this anymore. You will stop and you will be rebuked and you will be crushed this evil that comes near these children. They are not of you. They are not for you. For they are children of the Most High and they are protected and they are sacred. And we will stand in the gap to protect them. And every person has to have that fire in their heart. This isn't passive, this is an active war. And though it may not look like a normal battlefield to some, it is a real battlefield in the spiritual realm. And we are fighting for humanity. And at the core of this are protecting the children. And that's the most important fight we can possibly wage. So it's time to stand up and stand in the gap. It's time to, to lean in hard and defeat this evil and ensure that our children grow up free. Let's pray. Father, we just come to you today humbled and blessed that what you've given us, but equally on fire with the power of the Holy Spirit to understand that this enemy is on the march. It's doing all it can to try to destroy the, the children. And my prayer today, Father, is broad and bold that the fire of righteousness will burn in every adult's heart 
to t- finally take a stand in the name of Jesus, to wield the sword of the Spirit mightily and stand in front of this evil and crush it, to defeat it, to cast it out, and place it at the feet of Jesus himself. Father, we are in a fight right now of fights, and at stake are the little ones, and our duty, primary duty, is to protect them. So guide us, Father, in this hour, embolden us with the mightiness of the Holy Spirit, and lead us with the discernment we need to wage war and bring victory further into this earth. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. A real fight. It's here. There's no joke about it. It's intense. It's brewing. And we have we have one on the cross. We need to bring it into the world. But we are accountable for our actions. And we are accountable for the walk we make. And part of that is ensuring that we do our duty, duty to God to protect the little ones. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Until then or until the next time. God bless. And out for now.